But it's in the word of God, people. But in the word, in the word of God, I have an anchor. Yes. It keeps Don steadfast and unmovable despite the time. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. They that wait upon the Lord, strength will be renewed. I faith, my faith, not yours, mine, has been tested this day. I want to encourage you today as many times as you are shut out of this broadcast, I want you to log right back in. I want you to have a spirit of determination today that you're going to get a word from God. Hallelujah. I pray that you have been waiting in anticipation. I pray that you have been longing for the worship experience. I pray that you're excited right now because of what God is doing right here in this place and in this time. 
I would that the additional guests that are viewing that I knew your names, but to those that I can see, April, Gloria, myself, and Janet, I welcome you in the spirit of Christ. To those of you that are joining that I cannot call by name, I don't know you based on what I'm seeing. But I welcome you in the spirit of Christ. This is the day that the Lord have made. We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. I hope that you have helped me to reach out to others to let them know that we were going to be delayed. My, we actually noticed last night based on our system that notified us that power was lost here at the church at 3 a.m. this morning. And of course, at that time, and especially being tired. I didn't give any attention to it. When I arrived this morning, I discovered that there was no power. And apparently, based on what they did when I looked through the window to see them restore the power, a uh, transformer was triggered somehow. They did get here. Of course, we are now about an hour and a half delayed, but nevertheless, we are not denied. I want you to stay here with me. I want you to get close and stay real close. I want you to absorb this word of God today. I want it to saturate your souls. I want it to not only massage you, but I want there to be saturation. I want this word to just get inside of you, and I want it to live. We need this today. That's why it appears, and I'm not going to say the enemy. I'm going to say that it is the hand of God that says to those that are determined in their faith, breakthrough is right here. That's what we've proven today to those that have given up and gone on their way. Like the disciples said, Peter said, I'm going fishing because he got tired of waiting for the Lord to return. Of course, Jesus, in his compassion and in his mercy, he still showed up later, even after they left from where he told them to stay and to wait. He's still in his mercy and in his sovereignty and his care for us knowing how frail we are in our human bodies, he showed up to them in the middle of the night and still made his appearance. But to those that are here and waited and stood by, I see you, Taffy. That's right, baby. Let yourself be seen. That's like putting them hands up, saying, I'm here in the presence of God. God bless you. He still shows up. He still shows up to them. But my point was this, to those that stood by and wait, you get this special uh, uh, experience because you waited. To the others that have to catch up, uh, they get they get joy also. But there is a special. There is a special. I need somebody to help me today. There is a special joy when you stay right there and you wait on God and say in yourself, "I like." The tree that is planted by the rivers of water, I shall not, I will not be moved. If this device kicks you out today, log right back in. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. I want it to be like you're trying to call to get your get your check fixed, and they put you on hold. I want if it hangs up, dial right back. I want you to get right back in here today. I'm going to Psalms 37 without delay after a prayer. I'm going to Psalms 37, and I'm also going to the book of Matthew in 14, and I need you to get both of them. Psalms 37 is the base scripture, and Matthew 14 is going to be where the message, the story that I'm going to tell today. 
Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh Lord, y'all pray for y'all pray for your pastor today because I could just holler and scream right now. The enemy told me to go on down and get the store open, man, because you ain't gonna go on today. I say that store will wait. It will it will rot if it's waiting on me to leave right here from waiting, because I'm gonna wait right here. They that wait. Uh, let's pray, and then we're going to go to Psalms 37 and also Matthew 14. Eternal God, we thank you so much today for the many things that you have done to make this moment possible. Now, God, let the anointing that flows upon I, the one that is called to deliver, let that anointing flow, oh God, from the head even downward. God, let it saturate, let it penetrate, let it feel let it be absorbed by those. Let them want this word so bad. Let them have an insatiable appetite for this word above anything else. Let them have a desire for this word. And then this word is going to have both cause and effect in Jesus name. Amen and amen. All right. Uh, yes, I'm seeing. Hey, Keita, God bless you. Y'all did what you do. When it comes to telling people of God to text somebody to tell them something, I'm getting excited because y'all will tell them mess. But when you start telling them it's church time and I start seeing folks show up, y'all done showed out in Jesus' name. The base scripture today, I want everybody to type in, I need this message. I want you to type it right now. You don't even know what it's going to be, but I want you to type, I need this message. I, I want that typed right now. I need this message. I need. I need this message. I want to see everybody type that in that you can. It may take you a minute to get caught up, but put it in. I need this message. All right. Now let's go forward in Jesus' name. The base scripture is coming from Psalms 37, where it says in verse number 23, you are there. The steps of a good man, the steps of a good man, a good woman, a person of God, the steps of a good man, the translation says, are ordered by the Lord. The plurality, not the steps, but the steps. The plural nature of the forward movement of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he, God, delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, God, delighteth in his way. Let me say this, and I hope you're ready. Fasten your seatbelts. Let's ride. Whatever you're going through, and I know you're going through, whatever it is, it may seem hard. It may even seem wrong. It may seem hard and wrong. It may seem painful. And it may seem like it's never going to end. But whatever 
you're going through, you're right where God wants you to be. You can shout whenever you get ready. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're having to endure, you are right where God wants you to be. Shout somebody. Hallelujah. You may not feel good where you are, but God is delighting in it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. God delights in where you are. Let me tell you why. The devil spoke to God about you and this is what he said. They ain't going to make it. Taffy ain't going to make it. Cassie ain't going to make it. Janet ain't going to make it. Bill ain't going to make it. Sam ain't going to make it. Debbie ain't going to make it. Keita ain't going to make it. Chris ain't going to make it. Don ain't going to make it. He said that about every one of us. He went to God and told God. Because it's so hard, because they feel like it's so wrong, it's so painful, they ain't going to make it to the end. But God turned around and told the devil, watch them praise me in the midst of it. I'm about to shout. <laughs> the devil said that we weren't going to make it, and God turned again and told him nothing about the idea whether we would make it or not. He simply said this, they're going to praise me while they're in it. Hair stood up on my head when the power came on and everything that I'm sitting up here in front of me with all of this equipment around me, I had to re-log into everything. I told someone, tell them I'll be on in 10 minutes. It probably took me 15 or 20. Hair standing up on my head. And I was, I, I was getting, I, I, you know, I have this new thing called anxiety and I'm getting, and then I thought by the time you get on, you're going to be so shot out that you're not going to be able to open your mouth. And then I began to praise. Hey, 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 hey. I, started, I just started to praise because my thing is it doesn't make any difference how long it takes. What I'm going through, I'm going to praise him right here in the midst of it. Why, the question is, do we wait till a thing is over and then we want to shout like we lost our mind? You're not supposed to wait until things are over and settled. You can't wait till the check shows up. You can't wait until the debt is canceled. You can't wait until the sickness is over to praise him. It's not praise if you wait until God fixes it like you want it. That's not praise. That's you showing your, your hind end. That's just you. That's all you. But when you cut your step, raise your hands, lift your voice in the midst of whatever you're going through, that's called praise. Faith does not wait until visible results occur. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The elecos, the evidence of things that are not seen. 
Help me, Holy Ghost. I feel like preaching just like you want me to. I've got to read the text. I've got to read the text. But let me say this first. Let me say this just before I read the text, and I'm going to read the text. I've already given you the base scripture, and I'm going to read the text in Matthew 14. But listen to this. The Hebrew boys were loosed in the fire. In the fire. They were loosed in the fire. But they were not free. Loose, but not free. Those of you that know the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that bad Negro, they were loosed in the fire, but they were not free. Huh? They were not free, but they were loose. Somebody going to get it, and when you get it, you're going to scream right here. You may not be free, but right now you know that God has loosed you from the situation. Yeah, text somebody and tell them the man is on it today. I may still be in the situation, but I'm not bound by it. It's not holding me. Nothing's going to stop me from my praise. Hold me, Holy Ghost, because I guess I told y'all to wait. I just needed to wait on myself. When Paul and Silas praised at midnight, this is what the Bible says. The scripture text says that when they praised at midnight, or this is how it says in the book of Acts, and at midnight, <laughs> Paul and Silas started prayer meeting. And the Bible says that in the midst of their praise, this is before the chains fell off. It says the chains fell off while they praised. Now, wait a minute. The chains are off, they're loose, but they're still not free because the jail cell is still closed. I'm loose, but I'm not free. I'm in here, and I'm, but I'm, I'm still praising him. So the first thing they did is they praised. The praise caused the chains to fall off. Now I'm loose, but I'm still not free. But listen what the Bible says. It goes on to declare, then after the praise, once the chains were broken, it says that the gates swing open. I'm not finna who. What do y'all think? I'm not, I'm not, I haven't even read the text yet. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Then the gates were open. Yes, and they were free. So now I wish I had somebody on this broadcast to go ahead and praise God because soon and very soon, <laughs> somebody say I'm going to be loose and I'm going to be free I'm going to be loosed and I'm going to be free loosed and free look at that <laughs> hey, yeah loosed and free and it's alright that I'm not free but I'm still loose and that I loose to do what loose to tell him God I thank you Oh, Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you. It ain't have to be my faith dictates what I do next. And then I just start screaming. So you don't have to wait. Free, maybe not, but loose, yes. Right now, God has loosed you from your situation. And I need you to declare that. I need you to go ahead and write that, type that in. I am loosed. I am loosed. And, and, and somebody shouting now because they are loosed and free is because you know the substratum, the basis of what God is doing in your life. When Paul and Silas did it, they were both loosed and free. The only reason that you're bound, let me talk to somebody, because 
you, 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 got, you, you feel the loose. You're praising. Let me talk to you. You're praising, but you know you're not free. You still have that blockade that's there. Let me talk to you right here. The only reason that you are bound is because the devil is attempting to stop you from where God is sending you. Why? Why am I still, I'm loosed from the situation, but yet I'm still, I'm not to, to the freedom yet. Why? Why, preacher? If you're going to preach, tell the whole thing. What about me? Yes, this is what it is about you. The only reason that you are still there is because the devil is attempting to stop you where, stop where God is sending you to. He wants you bound. He wants you to feel locked up. And the devil is doing everything that he can because he knows one thing has never stopped you. I'm going to say it again. Somebody going to get it. And when they get it, they're going to start going crazy. You're not just going through one thing. You're going through multiple things. It's not just your finances, it's your children. It's not just your children, it's your job. It's not just your job, it's your finances. It's not just this, it's your health. It's your sickness. It's not one thing. And what is happening is, is the trying of your faith says one thing never stopped you. That's why you're going through more than one thing. If you're going through multiple things, that's because you are favored in the kingdom of God. Many are the afflictions. Hey! of the righteous many are the afflictions of the righteous now let me tell y'all something right here can i digress for a minute i said at my store last night i said at the store probably till 11 o'clock 12 o'clock i said at the store at 12 o'clock last night and this is what happened it's saturday night and they down there and you know i'm in the entertainment district god shut the doors and nobody came through while i pulled this whole message out while he ministered to me while he meditated nobody came in they didn't come in to get anything out of that while i was pulling this word of god together so i sat there last night after i fought sleep and i'm I, and again i wait because you can't keep lasting because the holy ghost in a minute is going to push you all out of here you're going to go from being sleepy to being totally alert because God is about to rapture, lift you up. He's about to heave you heavenwardly into the inner chambers of the revelation of God's word. So while I sat there, hey, to prepare this word, to get it ready, while I put it together, to put it on the plate, to serve it up today, I shouted all the way. He's doing multiple things. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Matthew, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Y'all there. Matthew chapter 14. Here is what happens in verse number 22 through verse number 29, and then I'll be through. Verse, here's the story. I'm about to tell the story. You got the base scripture. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. If you get logged out, log back in. I know some people say sometimes it's bits and pieces, and I have to put it together. You ain't going to miss anything that God does not want you to miss. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through verse 29. Now, you have to take the base scripture, Psalms 27, 23, and allow it to help make sense of the story that I'm about to tell. 
Matthew 14, verse 22 through 29, and I may not read the whole thing, but I'll go right behind the Holy Spirit as he directs me through these verses of Scripture. And it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. Are you with me? And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. And to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And straightway Jesus constrained. He, he restricts his disciples to stay in the ship. Get in the ship. This is where you're supposed to be, in the ship. And he told them to go to the other side while I, Jesus, send the multitude away. All right? I already said this. Whatever you are in, the Lord constrains and restricts you to be there. Whatever you're in, the Lord constrains and restricts you to be there. The situation that you are confined to, what you're having to deal with is a God design. It's a God design. Now, let me help you out in your faith. You done prayed about the matter, and you're wondering why you can't bind the devil in certain situations. Why can't I put the devil on hold? Why can't I bind him? That's because the devil is not in the situation. It's a God design. You're trying to cast him out of something that he's not even in. This is not his work. For behold, this is the marvelous hand of God. It's a God design. I'm going to say it again. Whatever you're in, the Lord constrains you. He restricts you to be there. Sometimes we ask God in things that we're having to go through, hard, painful, even wrong, how could this be? How did this happen? And we are querying God because I prayed about it and I'm here in this and I can't understand why I can't get the devil off because the devil is not in it. God says, don't worry about it. Just stay in the boat. I'm restricting you to the situation. I'm preaching now. God says, don't worry about it. Why? Because I want you to stay in. Stay there. Remember now, while you're in it, you're loose, but you're not free. Why? Because I'm still here in the midst of what appears to be outside of my faith. Really, really real. It's like God told Satan. And, 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 I, and I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling it today, y'all. You can rock the boat, but don't tip the boat over. <laughs> My boat may be being rocked, but one thing he cannot do is the boat will not tip over. Remember, you can do whatever you want to to Job, but don't touch a hair on his head. Rock it, but don't tip it. Let me preach. Sometimes things will rock your faith. But you've got to be steadfast, unmovable, and continue to abound in the works of the God, in, of the Lord. It's, 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 like, it's like 
Jesus is 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 doing this. He's he 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 he's putting them on a ship, putting them on this ship in verse 22. Now, the way that he gets us ready for what's coming up next. Somebody say, what's next? I'm going through what's next. The way that he gets you ready for what's coming up next is that he puts you as he put them on a boat. Are you ready? Why am I here? He puts you in this situation to separate you from those who will not go with you and those that you will be separated from. Help me, Holy Ghost. Why? The reason that you are here and the reason that you are constrained to stay here is because of what we call is, is because of what, what we call being sanctified or set aside, constrained, put in this place. I'm preaching. The way he gets us ready for what's coming up next is he puts us on the boat to separate us, as he did the disciples, from those that will not go with you to the other side. And he puts you on there with who you will go with. Jesus says, my job right now, disciples, my job right now is for me to send the multitude away. Your responsibility right now is to get on the boat like I told you to. In the situation, while I send the multitude away. Also, Jesus is telling his disciples, when you get on the boat, I want you to keep going. In the situation, keep going without me. I'm preaching. This is what the text says. I, I didn't, I'm not making this up. He said, you get on the boat and I want you to go without me now you know that's why you're seeming like you're feeling like you're feeling and things seem the way they do is because for this moment it feels like jesus is not there the situation has you feeling just like the text is preaching to you right now i'm in it but where is jesus he is separating you he is taking care of your past i'm preaching where is he? The reason you don't feel him in your presence is because he's taking care of your past. That's why what people try to bring up to destroy you has no apparent effect on you because Jesus is dealing with what you left behind. Preach Holy Ghost. Preach up in here today. Yes, you go on. I want you to go on what appears to be without me. And the reason you feel so separated from him is because you're in the situation. I'm on the boat. We say, where, 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 where did Jesus go while I'm going through? Where is he? He's taking care of my past. He's taking care of the things that were there on this side while I'm going to the other side. I'm, and, and you know what we'll say? Where Jesus go, that's where I'm going, and I'm not going without him. But if he orders your steps, I'm pulling it together, and he tells you to get on the boat, and he tells you to go on, 
then what I strongly recommend that you do on this first day of October, year of our Lord, 2023, is get on the boat. Get in the situation and go on to the other side. Don't wait on me. Go. The reason that Jesus said this is because right now he wants you to go on to where he's sending you to while he deals with what's behind you. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching. Jesus is going to deal with the remnants and the fragments of what you're leaving behind. <laughs> in other words, you're not even left there to have to deal with the mess. All you have to do is stay focused on where God is sending you to. Let me talk to somebody right now. Don't worry about the fallout. Stop trying to make a reputation for yourself. Thinking about how, oh, they just went on and they just left. and they just Don't you worry yourself about that. Stop letting yourself in your little head be all bamboozled, hoodwinked by the things that sometimes our minds torment us by because we do not allow the spirit of God to liberate us. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The reason that Jesus said this is because right now he wants you to go on to where he's sending you to while he deals with the mess that is behind. I'm dealing with your past. While you're in pursuit of your future, somebody say, I'm pursuing it right now. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. And, and, and here's what he do. He says, you let the wheat and the tares grow up together. In my day of reckoning, in the, my day of mathematics, I'll do the separating. Let me handle that. You don't worry about trying to pull apart from anybody. God will do the separating. Preach here today. I'm dealing with your past. You stay in pursuit of your future. You cannot become so attached to what's behind you. I'm talking to somebody right now. You can't become so attached to what's behind you until you choose familiar over future. Don't get so attached to what's behind you that all you want is what you're familiar with, what you think makes you secure. That's not of God. You've got to go on into your future. Somebody say it right now. Future over familiarity. Mm -hmm. How can you? Yes, I'm preaching now. Verse 22, and he constrained his disciples to get on the ship, to go on before him. Verse number 23. And when he, not you, but when he had sent the multitude away. Some people say, why you don't want to be bothered with me? And I didn't do that. Huh? Why, why have you gone on? I didn't do that. When he had sent the multitudes away. When he had did the separating. When he was the principle of the sanctification which simply means to be separated. When he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. Now, let me preach here. This gets, this gets preaching. The disciples can't see him go away because they're out on the ship. Jesus is dealing with their past. The text says he went up to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Do you read that? I'm going to read it one more time. When he had sent the multitudes away, they're out there. He said nothing more to them, nothing more about them. He, he put, told them, 
be restrained on the boat. He goes back, deals with the multitude, goes up into the mountain to pray. One single thing I want you to take away from this one verse. The reason that you will be alone, the reason is, is that you're going to deal with being alone, but being alone does not mean you're lonely. Jesus goes to be alone. It never said that he was lonely. He went, set himself apart, went up to pray. Let me see who will get this. When you need a lot of people to be happy, you, you're a lonely person. I'm going to take 15 seconds. I'm going to look to see who shouted. I don't see nobody saying nothing. When you need a lot of people to make you happy, you are, in fact, a lonely person. Somebody going to get this. When you need a lot of people to make you happy, you're, you're a lonely person. But whenever that you are able to see that everyone is gone and you can still function on a level 10, I'm talking about 10 out of 10, when you can still hit on every piston, I'm talking about you are eight cylinder, and you still hitting on every piston, and people that you did things for have left you. People that you helped along the way have forgotten about you. And you can still hit on a level 10. Hey, <laughs> that's when you know that you're in a praying place. Somebody's going to get this. Somebody's going to get this. Jesus illustrates to us that he had no problems dealing with the situation, going to a place all by himself. Did you catch it? He's dealing with the situation. He's dealing with your situation, but he deals with it in a place all by himself. It never said how he sent the multitude away. He says, while I send them away, but then the text immediately says, and he went up into a mountain and he prayed. He talked to God about it. I'm going to move on. All by himself. Just because you're alone doesn't mean that you're lonely. It simply means now I can function and I can operate with a sense of clarity because I don't have all of the fuss. I don't have all of the distractions. Do you know trying to be everything to everybody makes you absolutely useless? Oh, don't get me to preaching. He told Moses, Moses, look, I sent you to deliver the people, but you're trying to do too much for too many. Now you ain't helping nobody. It takes wisdom for you to catch up. To know that you can't be everything to everybody and do everything for everybody because now you ain't helping anybody and the person that you are hurting the most is your own self. I'm not preaching you or teaching you selfish. I'm preaching and teaching you to know that wisdom ain't wisdom if you don't apply it. Preach, Don. You can claim all the wisdom in the world, but until you apply it, it's not wisdom. What is wisdom if you don't apply it? This is not wise. That's what he told Moses. For you to try to do all of this for everybody. Huh? So that, and here is the thing, you're enabling them so that when you're gone, they won't know how to do absolutely nothing, anything for themselves. Let me go on. Verse number 24, because somebody going to think I'm picking. But I'm preaching. I'm telling you I'm right here in the text. I'm telling you that I'm watching Jesus. I'm not listening to the news. I'm not watching videos. I'm not listening to what people are saying. I don't have time for Facebook. I don't have time for that. 
this is my roadmap. This is my guide. This is my flashlight. I walk by this. This is what dictates what I do next. I'm caring less about all of the fuss and the muss. Akuma Matata, baby. Akuma Matata. I am at peace with the idea that sometimes you're going to feel a little alone, but you don't have to be lonely. Verse number 24, but the ship. I hope y'all got y'all's Bibles over because this is almost over. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. Let me check in and see what's going on. I'm in a safe place. Vita says amen. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. Midst mean middle. Who's on it? The disciples are. Where is it? It's moved from the shore to the midst. They're moving ahead. I love it. They're on it and they're moving. And they're moving in the right direction. Where are they going? To the other side. Verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of of the sea tossed with waves for the winds were contrary tossed by the waves as a result of the wind Lord why why would you tell me to head in a direction And, and, and when you told me to head in the direction, your voice is so powerful mm -hmm. that when you say something, everything in nature has to line up with what you said. Don't nobody leave me. I'm going to give a second for somebody that got kicked out to come back. And I hope you're all still here. Why, Lord, will you tell me to go in a direction, in a situation that looks a little volatile to me anyway, which means it looked risky. And everything hurt you when you told me to go in that direction. Let me say something. People around you know that you are being guided by God, but it doesn't mean that they're going to line up. They heard it. They know where the Lord is sending you. Everything that heard you tell me to go is now against me. If somebody typing this thing right now, preach Don, I'm I'm gonna go, it's just gonna push me hard. It's gonna push me. If somebody just if you put it in there, it's gonna push me. Preach Don. Why is it that Lord, ever since that you put me in this situation and everything hurt you, why doesn't it not line up? Because I know it hurt you. But now, ever since I headed from the familiar to the future, to father in the place that you want me to go, everything is working against me. I hope you see it. The sea, Lord, I don't think it hurt you. I know you made the sea, but I don't think I, I don't think the sea hurt you. I, I don't think it hurt you because the sea is like. Let me see what what is it? The sea is is tossed. 
<laughs> the sea is reckless. The sea is raging. I don't think the sea heard you, Jesus, but you made the sea. And then, oh, oh, by the way, the winds, I don't think they heard you. I know you created the winds, and, and I know they obey your voice because you're the ones that, that can speak to it and say, peace, be still. But the wind right now, I don't think it hurt you. I, I thank God that you need to send out another voice and tell the sea and the wind to get in sync with the idea that I'm trying to get to the other side. Because right now, it's not lining up with me in pursuit of my future. So, and, and you know what? I told them, the Lord sent me out here, so y'all need to get it together. I already told the wind. I spoke to it. And I said, see, you need to be still because Jesus sent me out here. And winds, you need to cease because, but you know what? They just keep on ignoring me. For somebody, it don't seem like it's getting better. And you talking to that situation too. You telling it, ain't going to let nothing stop me. But it don't seem like it's getting any better. It, it's funny. It's funny to me that the Lord would tell you to go in a direction and it would seem like everything is against you. I talk to people on a daily basis and I talk to a lot of people. I talk to diverse people. I talk to people on different platforms on different levels from being professionals to simply being just common people that's in the marketplace. And, 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 and I see them and, and I hear them and, and it seems like no matter where they are, on what level or what status they have, that somebody says something about something that is against them. I'm about to upset your equilibrium right now, and then I'm going to be finished with you. I I'm about to upset your equilibrium right now. Gloria Tucker then told me, preach, Don. She said, preach, Bishop. That's the same as Don. My name, Don. So that means you're talking to me. I'm about to upset your equilibrium right now, contrary to what you may think. In spite of what you may think that this text is saying right now, you think that you just read that the disciples are in a storm. That, that's what I never heard the word storm. I simply heard that the ship was tossed by the wind. Now, now let me let me say it again. Slow down, boy. You think that. Verse 24 is about the disciples and that the disciples are actually in a storm. Didn't I tell you while you talking to the situation, you see it the way you see it. But if I let the text speak for itself, if I let the word of God just speak for its own self, it don't need me to help it. In verse number 24, I'm trying to find the word disciple. I don't see disciple. See if you see it. Look in verse number 24. Somebody, somebody running. Come back. I'm not finished yet. Somebody already running. Look in verse number 24. And you tell me if you see the word disciple. See if you see Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Thaddeus. See if you see any of them. You see if you see any disciple's name. You tell me if you see where you saw one disciple that was in the storm. Because verse number 24 never says anything about the disciples it never calls their name verse number 24 when he told them to get on the situation when he told them to get in the ship 
I got to say that quickly. Maybe I better say boat. When he told them to get on the boat, because if you say ship too fast, then it'll get you all messed up. And when he told them to get on the boat, uh-huh, the Bible never said anything in verse number 24 about the disciples. In verse 24, it only talks about the ship. Uh-huh. What if the ship could talk? Then the ship would say, uh, uh, what would it say? It would say, well, the Lord trusted me to get you to the other side. I want to talk about the ship because sometimes people would disregard what helps them get over. They will look at what helped them to get over as nothing. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. We want to ignore the ship and we want to talk about the disciples. That's just like sometimes people will brag about what they have and never acknowledge that you stayed with them closer than anyone ever did to help them get to the other side. I need somebody to text it in. Don't disregard the ship. Don't talk bad about the situation because it's the ship that's having to deal with the storm. I'm preaching now. If the ship could talk, the first thing that the ship would say is you've got to learn to trust what God puts you in. I'm preaching now. The ship would say you need to learn to trust what God has put you in. Mm -hmm. And when I look at this verse, all I can think of is my English teaching to know how to be able to congregate the word, the verb. And the verb are in threes this time. You've got to learn that when God sends you into your future, you've got to, number one, relax. Oh, that's a verb. You've got to relax in knowing that you've got to let go of all of the anxiety. You've got to let go of all the frustration because, uh, after all, he put you here. And he knows exactly where you are. Tell somebody to relax. I dare you to take your device and text three people and simply put this word in, relax. That's the first action word I just told somebody. I think I'll tell somebody else, relax. I'm preaching. Oh, Lord. The next thing that I want to tell you uh, to do while uh, you're out there on the ship uh, and we ain't even talking about you but we talking about the situation uh, is after you relax you've got to uh, remember that's a verb oh Lord uh, uh, if the Lord uh, has never failed you mm, uh, he has not brought you uh, this far to leave uh, you alone Oh, God, uh, he says, relax and uh, then remember. Mm, yes, uh, the third action word uh, is uh, recognize. That's a verb uh, which simply means you better know uh, that ain't nobody doing nothing like God. Uh, and whatever you're doing uh, 
in this season, you tell the Lord, Lord, don't do it without me. Come on, somebody. Text somebody, relax. Text somebody else, remember. And then tell somebody to recognize. What did I say? I said, relax. Stop all the anxiety. Stop all of the staying up at night. Go to sleep, man. Uh, remember so that you can rest. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, let me help y'all out. When I think, oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, when I think uh, on the goodness of Jesus, I remember uh, in all that he has done for me. Then my soul cries out. This is recognition. Hallelujah. So the ship is like, hey, fellas. Uh, Y'all don't like what he puts you in. Uh, the ship is trying to tell you the situation, talking to somebody now. Uh, you may not like it, uh, but God put you here. Uh -huh. And the second thing that it would say uh, is if he put you here, uh, then that means that I was built uh, for what he designed me to do. I told you it's by design. Uh, so if you're in the situation, the situation is by design. Uh, because God would not have put you into something that could not get you across. Uh, and your situation is trying to tell you uh, if I were going to fail, God would have never put you in me. I'm preaching now. You see, ships are built for storms. Uh, that's why verse number 24 says nothing about the disciples. Uh, it talks about God's ability to use situations. Uh, it talks about God's ability to pull together uh, both the storms, the sea, the wind, and the ship. Uh, I'm preaching now. And for some of you, uh, I know you don't believe this, but the only reason that things seem out of control is because you did what the Lord told you to do. Let me tell you, let me make it plain. The only reason that you're going through is because you got in the situation to go to the other side. You didn't get in the situation because you wanted to be there. You ended up in the situation because it's God's design to get you to the other side. The only reason you're going through is because you got up, you got on, and you moved forward to the other side. The other side? Somebody asked me where's the other side. The other side is a side that ain't like this side. The other side is a side that don't look like this side. The other side is a side that moves you from the side that you own out of mediocrity, out of complacency, out of stagnation, out of familiarity. You're too dependent on folk. God wanted to separate you, to pull you to go to the other side, to a place where God is moving you from immaturity, moving you from that place of victimization. He's moving you to the other side where he can bring you to what he wants you to be. I told you if the ship could talk, mm -hmm, it would tell you, your situation would tell you, everything is going to be all right. Now, I'm going to close on this. But if the storm could talk, if the storm could talk, it would tell you, I was employed by Jesus Somebody asked me, why am I going through the storms of life? 
And I would say back to you that the storm is trying to tell you, mm, I was sent by the Most High God. Mm, and in the case of the story that I'm about to bring to an end, oh, Lord, uh, the storm says uh, it's my job uh, to make sure mm, uh, that you don't get to the other side uh, without Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm, uh, I was only sent mm, uh, in the midst of this situation. Oh, uh, I'm talking for the storm now. Uh, to hold you up now right here in the middle. Oh, God. Uh, I just had to hold you up right here. Mm, uh, I'm talking about this little recess, uh -huh, this little commercial in life. Uh, that's the storm. I just was sent by God uh, to hold you right here so that you didn't get to the other side uh, and think that you did it all by yourself. Oh, Lord. Uh, I was sent to hold you up mm -hmm, uh, until Jesus showed up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so sometimes the only reason uh, that you get stuck in this situation is because uh, he wants you to stay right there mm -hmm, uh, until he shows up. Oh, God. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, what I want you to do today is uh, don't let the storm uh, stop you from making steps. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they that wait upon the Lord, uh, oh God, uh, soon the Lord will. Uh, oh, shucks, he's going to show his face in a mighty way. I'm through now. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, and the Bible says uh, that at midnight, somewhere in the fourth watch, that's when it's all over. That's the last watch, y'all. Uh, when it's all over, I'm finished, y'all. Oh, Lord. Uh, who we, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, that's what Jesus is going to show up and he's going to say the same thing to you that he said to the disciple. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. He said, why do you fear? I'm right here. Oh, Lord. And oh, I can imagine that the storm only intensified the way that the, the voice of the Lord was sounding to the disciples. You don't hear me? Oh, yes, he does. All of my situation it just makes the voice of God being that much more to dawn oh yes it does hey now you understand why when I closed my eyes last night I said these words if the storm if the storm if the storm don't cease and even if the winds keep on blowing in my life my soul has been anchored I'm through Oh, my soul uh, in the storm has been anchored. Uh, oh, my soul, uh, my soul has been anchored uh, in the Lord. Uh, and my steps, uh, yeah, my steps, uh, I'm talking about my steps, uh, are ordered by him. I ain't going to let nothing uh, separate me. Uh, I ain't going to let nothing uh, stop my praise. Uh, I ain't going to let nobody uh, stop me right here. Uh, oh, yes, uh, I'm on my way. Uh, are you on your way? Uh, oh, 
I'm on my way. Hold your boy, Holy Ghost. I'm on my way. Come what may. But I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Come what may. Hell of high water. I'm on my way. Every situation, every circumstance, it's just another opportunity for me to stand up, lift up holy hands, and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I'm finished. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I'm finished, y'all. I told y'all we needed this. I thank you, Lord. I want you to reconsider whatever it is that you're going through. I see you, Regina. Recognize, remember, and most of all, relax. Relax and know that if God is for you, he is more. He's more than the whole world that could come against you. That's what he is. He is more than the whole world that can come against you. It's out of your hands now. It's in his hands. You got the victory. Yep. That's it. My soul <laughs> cries out. Hallelujah. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Because it's been anchored in the Lord. It's been anchored in the Lord. I'm crazy for Jesus, y'all. I told y'all what I want you to do while you waiting to get back inside the church house. While you waiting to get back in the assembly. While you waiting on each other. I want you to do these three things. Relax. Remember and recognize. I want you to do that in your household. I want you to do it in your family. I want you to do it with your husband, your wife, your children, your son, your daughter, in death, in sickness. Sam, I want you to do three things. They rushed you to the hospital last night. I got a call at midnight from Debbie that said that they could not control the bleeding, but I want you to do this if you're listening to me right now. Relax. Remember and recognize. Do it. You're being healed right now. God is stopping. If he stopped the woman with the issue of blood after 12 long years, right now, I dare you. I, I, I encourage you. I don't dare you. I encourage you. Relax. Remember and recognize. Dad, I know as you're sitting in your situation, it's kind of hard to see. Like God kind of dropped you off and you're on a ship. That ship is sent there for its purpose. It's a God design. All I need you to do is do what the child of God is supposed to do. Don't complain. That's what God is moving you from. He's moving you from what you're familiar with. You've watched others how they suffer. But I want you to speak to your situation right now and say that the man of God that I have trusted to preach to me for the last 21 years told me to relax, remember, and recognize. Now lift up your hands. <laughs> and shout. Hallelujah. 
Chris Johnson. Man, relax. God can bring you through one surgery and bring you through another surgery. Can you remember that? And then what I challenge you to do is recognize him. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways and he's going to direct your path. This ain't easy. Because sometimes I be asking God, how long are you going to make me responsible? storm tells me he puts you here if he didn't think if he didn't know that you were going to make it he never would have sent you God don't send you on unnecessary journeys that's right Kita Rejoice, I say. Rejoice. In the Lord. I'm not I'm not ex excluded from sickness. I'm not excluded from anything that could happen to me. The only difference it's what's required of me when it happens. And that is that I never give way to the situation. But praise him in the midst of it. Praise him in the midst of it. Two weeks ago, I had shingles. Never thought I could have it in my life. And what I look at, they said six months. They said three weeks. It was two weeks top, if that. Praised it right on out. It was painful. It was so painful that I couldn't even get up out of my bed to walk to the bathroom. It would. I would have to get up 20 minutes early just to go to work. It was so painful. I didn't understand that it was an attack on my nervous system. And in my back, I couldn't even stand up straight. And then once I got up, I could go all day. It was where I didn't want to lay down to go to sleep. I wanted to sleep standing up but I praise my, my way right on through. I praise my way right on through. I'm telling you, what I just said to you today, you need this. I told you you needed this message right through. Y'all pray. Time is coming. Time is coming. We're going to be back together. But until we get back together, I want you to relax, remember, and recognize, okay? Keep me in your prayers. Do that. Don't worry about me overworking myself. Work for me ain't work. It's peace. Uh, you have to go ask the Holy Ghost about that. It's not work. It's peace. I look forward to going and laboring. Physical, I mean. I look forward to doing that. That's why today I knew that it was essential but but here's what it wasn't the enemy it's in yourself so that y'all can understand let me say this so everybody hear me in myself not the devil okay a transformer has tripped no power 
go on to your place of rest, peace. That's what happened to David. He should have been in battle. But I said, it's not time for me to go to peace. I'm going when I leave here. But right now, I got to get in battle. I got to get out here and get on the battlefield where it's time to work. And if I couldn't have come on until now, which is 208, I would have waited right here. I was coming today, people. I was coming. Hallelujah. I love you. I love you all. To everybody, I hope you were able to stay on for the most part. Chris, Kita, Vita, Gloria, Janet, I love y'all so much. Everybody that's here, mom, dad, I love y'all so much. I love you so much. Listen, stay in the Lord. It's not out of your hands, but most of all, it's in his hands. God bless you.